Hello and welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host Sam Kane, as you know. How you guys doing? You enjoying the playoffs? Who do you think's gonna win it all? Yeah, I agree. I think the Hawks will win it as well. Just that John Collins, you gotta love him. Clint Capella slamming and jamming. You got big bad Trey Young. I saw Trey Young play his rookie year, and I gotta say, he wasn't that good. Boy, has he improved. That's for sure. So, we're gonna switch things up this week. We're gonna uh, talk about some contract extensions with, uh, you know, we'll split it up, do 10 teams each week. We're gonna do the bottom 10 teams this week. So on our list, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Sacramento Kings, the Houston Rockets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Toronto Raptors, the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magic, the Cleveland Cavs, the Chicago Bulls, and yeah, actually, that's, uh, that's all of them. So, yeah, we're going to go through these teams, see if they have any upcoming restricted free agents in the the next year or so. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to see if uh, they should get a contract extension or not, or if you just want to let them walk. We'll start with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Upcoming restricted free agent is Tony Bradley. Now this guy, he has the potential to be in the league for years to come. But in terms of Oklahoma City, eh. This is a rebuilding team. And Tony Bradley is a backup center at best. Ugh. I, I don't see a higher ceiling than that for Tony Bradley. I really don't see him as a starting center. I know he's started in some games before, especially when the Sixers had only five players. Yes, he was on the Sixers earlier this year, if you guys forgot. I He, he does a lot of things okay, but just okay. He's he's in the right spots a lot. He doesn't doesn't make too many mistakes, but he just doesn't do anything particularly really well, and that's going to hamper him. I I think because of his size, you know, we do we do need bigs in this league. Other people have said, oh, you know, the center position's going to be gone in five years or so. Ah. That's not true. There's probably going to be a little less big men in the league. Not by much, I'd say. You know, maybe every year we uh, we lose a, a classic center that would normally be on a roster. But I think Tony Bradley is going to be in the league for a little while. But it doesn't make sense for Oklahoma City to give him a contract extension. These, these guys have, what, it's either one or two million draft picks. I, I, can't, 
I can't remember if it's one or two, but they have millions of draft picks and only a limited amount of roster spots. Why would you uh, offer Tony Bradley a, cr- a contract extension? Not going to happen. So best of luck to Tony Bradley. I'm sure you're going to get another job in the league. It's not going to be with OKC, though. Next team, the Sacramento Kings. So, Marvin Bagley's the next guy who's going to be a restricted free agent for them. He's not one this summer, but uh, he's due for, uh, I guess he's eligible for a contract extension this summer. Uh, But he's not a restricted free agent until the summer of 2022. So, we're going to hold off on the... 2022 restricted free agents. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have no one who's a restricted free agent this summer. So we're going to skip them. Just like they skipped the playoffs uh, for the last 20 years. Oh, how was that? Houston Rockets. They have a restricted free agent in DJ Wilson. Uh, he was a member of the Milwaukee Bucks for many years. Many, many years. He was on that Bucks playoff team that lost to the Celtics in the first round back in 2018. And he was also a member of that Bucks team that beat the Celtics in the second round in 2019. So he's been around. He's he's seen a lot of stuff, and now, for the first time in his career, he's on a crap team. Bottom, bottom five, easily, team. And he got some playing time. He did. He got some playing time. He never, never found his footing when he was on the Bucks. Um, Four million dollars is, uh... What the Bucks need to use to get salaries to work, so they could acquire PJ Tucker. So, if the Rockets were to give him a qualifying offer, it would be for six million dollars. And if I'm DJ Wilson's agent, I would immediately accept that. And I don't think that's what the Rockets want, so I don't think they're going to give him a qualifying offer. Maybe they'll let him become an unrestricted free agent and sign a cheap deal with the team. That's a possibility. He had some good games, a couple solid games. Um, But really, this guy's just been inconsistent his whole career. And, you know, if it wasn't for these couple of games... uh, from a few months ago, it's possible he might not even have a job in the NBA next year. I I still think there's some upside there. I'm not sure if he would be eligible to be a two-way player because it seems like they change the, the two-way player rules every offseason. Like, first, you know, they're not allowed to... Uh, suit up for the playoffs and then they changed it for the bubble last year and then every time I look up the rules though 
I always get an article from like 2018 or 2017 when they first made the rules. So it's not even like accurate anymore because they've changed the rules so many times. That's a that's a dunked on question. Maybe maybe I should get dunked on Prime and join their locker room Discord and ask that question. Or maybe I wouldn't have to if I had dunked on Prime because then I would hear them reference it at some point because they they do a, a good job of keeping everyone up to date, but. It's kind of tough only getting one free episode a week. I'm not paying. It's a lot of money for Dunked on Prime. Last time I checked. Maybe if if they have a Black Friday sale. How about that? So DJ Wilson, I think he'll be on a team next year. Maybe it's the Rockets. Maybe it's another team. Maybe it's the G League. <laughs> next team, Minnesota Timberwolves. They, I believe... Jared Vanderbilt is a restricted free agent. He um he was in the 2018 draft. I'm almost positive. Let's double check. Make sure I'm not screwing this up. 2018. Jared Vanderbilt. He was in that trade uh, with the Nuggets. Um, Leak Beasley was in that trade. Never really understood that trade. It seemed like a the Nuggets didn't really get much out of it. Yeah, so he was in the 2018 draft, 41st overall. So sometimes if teams really believe in the players that they draft in the second round, they'll just give them a guaranteed, or I think it's mostly guaranteed, uh, four-year deal. I guess the Nuggets weren't completely sold on Vanderbilt, so they only gave him a three-year deal. Regardless, they traded him to the Timberwolves. He had a all right year. Not bad. Um, I think the Timberwolves should definitely um, extend a qualifying offer to him. Similar to what Ed Davis makes maybe five million a year, or I would I would just try to get the extension done. Ed Davis was on the Timberwolves this year. Probably ugh, Ed Davis really fell off. He was probably one of the worst vets in the league this past year. He really didn't do much, especially for making five million a year. He was. Just, just not really able to uh, to be the player that he was on the Nets. Jeez, he was such a, a solid player, especially in the, the playoffs, 20, 2019, I think it was. It's very important for them. Sometimes uh, Father Time just really catches up with you. He's not that old, though. He's like 31, 32. But Jared Vanderbilt, he... He was very important. He started a bunch of games for this team. He's kind of like the guy who who can help Carl Anthony Towns on defense, really. Because Towns, he's just he's not a defensive monster. He's really not. 
He's he's an offensive guy. And I'm sure that's one of the things that really pissed Jimmy Butler off was that Townsend try harder on defense, but Towns is you know, he's getting up there now. Getting up there in terms of uh you know young players, I guess. NBA young players in the NBA. It's twenty fifteen draft. He's probably like twenty four, twenty five. I had to guess. But, yeah, not a lot of defense. Jared Vanderbilt actually helped out with that a lot. Uh, pretty decent at getting blocks and steals. Um, no, he, he can really just do all the dirty work while um, Towns, Beasley, Edwards are all out there scoring. Um, I think... What the Timberwolves need to do get is make a compilation video of all the passes that Jared Vanderbilt couldn't catch and somehow make it go viral. That way, there'll be no teams out there to try and scoop him up for some ridiculous offer like $10 million a year. You know... Sometimes these teams they get they see these young guys with a little bit of upside and they go crazy. Like Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill is making crazy money in the uh that was a twenty sixteen free agency. He got like fifteen million a year or something like that. Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill. I mean, he's still in the league. He, he's a He's kind of a specialist on defense, but it's fifteen million a year. That's that is crazy talk right there. So Vanderbilt, like I said, does the dirty work. Just can't really catch passes. Not great on offense. Not bad on defense. I'd say see see if he would take Twenty million dollars over four years, so that would be five million a year. I think that's a that's a good deal. That's a lot of money for Jared Vanderbilt. hasn't made too much coin in his career so far. So, thing is that contract can easily be traded, which I'm sure his agent will inform him of. But now, hey, at least you're in the NBA. At least you have some guaranteed money. That's all I'll say. Plus, I really think Minnesota should re-sign him because you need someone to get the putbacks from all the Jared Culver missed threes. <laughs> Next team, New Orleans Pelicans, Lonzo Ball. Where is Lonzo going to go? Because it's probably not going to be the Pelicans. I'm shocked he wasn't traded at the deadline. In fact, you know, I'm... I'm Trade deadline day, you know what I'm doing. I am F5-ing, baby. I am clicking refresh on the NBA Reddit page. Minute after minute. Nah. Second after second after second. And there was a fake trade that came up. I fell for it, though, and actually texted my Knicks friend. 
enjoy Lonzo Ball because it said that the Pelicans traded Lonzo to New York. And turned out it wasn't true. It was it was fake. It was one of those rascals stirring up rumors. But it was funny in that in those two minutes where I believe that Lonzo was going to be a Nick. I I convinced myself that like oh that's that's a good move for the Knicks. They don't have a starting point guard, and Lonzo is a point guard. Ish Smith is a point guard. Um, that's a deep cut right there. But I don't think Lonzo should necessarily go to New York, but. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think he does. But let let's let's think of where 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 would he fit in? Because point guard, you know, it's a a very deep position in this league. A lot of teams have their future point guard. There's I'll, all right. I'm gonna give two teams, the Miami Heat. Who's their starting point guard right now? Is it Goran Dragic, or was he coming off the bench? They could never, they could never decide whether he was a bench player or not. Or is it Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn. Is he a point guard? He's a scoring guard. He's a scoring guard. He can play the two. So maybe if the Heat somehow want to figure out a way to get him, I'm sure it's possible. Just don't know what they'd have to give up, but maybe they'd take a flyer. About the Clippers, the Clippers were actually rumored to have interest in Lonzo before the trade deadline. Obviously, never happened, but it's a possibility. I don't, I don't know how they would get it to work. They would uh, probably have to give up Terrence Mann. I don't know, but the Pelicans, Pelicans are gonna want some for Lonzo. I mean, I they they value him, but they don't value him because <laughs> they don't want him on the team. But they think he's he should be worth a lot. Fair enough. Wild card team, you know what team I'm gonna say? The Celtics. The Celtics. Um, maybe. I don't know how we would get that to work. Sign and trade. Here's Kemba. Pelicans can have a, a backcourt of <laughs> Kemba Walker and Eric Bledsoe. That would be fun, right? Two washed-up point guards. Um, I'd, I, maybe. Maybe. The Celtics can figure it out. They'd probably have to give up, like, Marcus Smart or something to really get the Pelicans to bite, even though why would the Pelicans need Marcus Smart? They wouldn't. Another team. I, I'm i surprised I haven't seen this report at all. What about the Charlotte Hornets? Lonzo playing with his brother in Charlotte. Wouldn't that be fun? That would uh that would get the Hornets on uh national TV a few more times a year, don't you think? I'd say so. 
Come on, that'd be great. Brothers on the same team. It's never happened in the NBA before. I'm just kidding. It happens pretty free. Well, who was it? Robin and Brooke were on the same team last year. The Morris brothers were once on the same team. Tyler Hansborough and Ben Hansborough. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple throwback names. Nah, I think that would be fun, though. You got Lonzo and LaMelo. Poor Terry Rozier's going to be mad, though. Oh, well, they can just trade him. Who needs him? The Celtics? <laughs> that hurts. Um, but, yeah, I, I, Pelicans aren't going to re-sign him. Or, or if they're going to sign him, it's going to be a sign-and-trade. That's what's going to be. Sign and trade. I he's not gonna be wearing a Pelicans uniform next year. That's my prediction. So let's move on to the next team. Toronto Raptors. They made a trade at the deadline. Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. And Rodney Hood. The corpse of Rodney Hood. What happened? He really fell off. He really fell off. Like. <laughs> These. Oh, sorry, there's a bunch of drunk idiots outside my apartment. Um, yeah, Ronnie Hood fell off. But Gary Trent Jr. is the restricted free agent. And. This guy can score. He might not be the most amazing guy to put next to Van Vliet since he doesn't defend too well. And he's also on the smaller side, considering he's probably a, a two-man, probably a shooting guard. But the dude can score. You gotta keep him. You gotta keep him. You gave up Norman Powell. I mean, Powell's not that much better. Well, it... it was actually a good trade. I think it was a good trade for both sides, even though the Blazers flamed out pretty quickly in the playoffs. I think Norman Powell was a decent fit on that team. If only the Blazers knew how to defend, be a different story. Who knows what's going to happen with that team. We'll talk about that another day. I guess Gary Trent already turned down a contract extension at the beginning of the year with the Blazers. It was uh, four years, $53 million. So, ugh, can't do math that well. It's, uh, what, like 12 or 13, maybe $14 million a year. I'm sure he has too much pride to accept an offer lower than that even though I think that was a pretty fair offer, whatever. Um, so the Raptors are probably going to have to bump it up a little bit, maybe like 65 over four years. That's around $16 million a year. Yeah, I know that seems high, but this guy can score. He's, he's, he's a good player. He, he can hit his shots. I think he's going to be in the league for you know, at least the next half decade. I think he's going to be in a rotation for um, 
if the Raptors make it to the playoffs again, I'm sure they will. It's just a weird year. So that's my prediction. I think the Raptors are going to bring back Trent Jr. 65 over four years. Now we should revisit this maybe in August. Well, actually probably September now that they pushed everything back a month with uh, the season starting late. <laughs> this guy is this guy is just bombed outside. He's walking in the middle of the street. <laughs> you know, he's wearing a Spurs hat. It's like one of those uh you know, they had the pink and orange one of the throwback Spurs logo hats. Um Yeah. Yeah, let's we should definitely revisit my picks in September. See if I'm right or not. I want to know, like Joe. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, well, the Troy Pistons are our next team, and Dennis Smith Jr. is their restricted free agent. Um, Letdown, I'd say, is an understatement for the way his career has gone. I mean, his athleticism made scouts gush over him, but the guy hasn't lived up to the hype. He had he had a nice solid run in Detroit uh, back in February, March, but then he got hurt and was out for most of the season. His qualifying offer is around seven million dollars, uh, so no way in hell are the Pistons going to offer him that much, since his agent would instruct his client to accept it right away. No one is paying Dennis that kind of money this offseason. Seven million a year? No. He's very likely going to be an unrestricted free agent. I think he's going to get the Jaleel Okafor special, which is uh, around two years guaranteed at the minimum. So, you wonder why they do two years guaranteed instead of just one year guaranteed? Well thing is, this is like the desperate man's contract, because it's like, hey, do you want to go to the G League, or do you want to play for a minimum contract in the NBA? Because not too many other people are going to offer you a minimum contract. So you can either do this, or you know... I hear EuroLeague is good at transforming people's careers. Do you want to go over there? Immediately, players will say, no, I'm good. I'm going to go to the NBA. I want to stay in the NBA. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to happen with Dennis Smith Jr. The reason teams will do two years is because if he plays, like, Okafor, if he play, uh, he uh, he signed that deal with the Pelicans a couple years ago. It was around two years at the minimum, guaranteed, and he played well. He played well the first year. And it worked out for the Pelicans because, like, oh, awesome. This guy played well. 
and we have them under contract for cheap again next year. Whereas if they only had him for one year, it's kind of like, okay, he played well, and now we're going to lose him for nothing? Because they're they're not restricted free agents when they sign the one-year minimum deal after their rookie contract, so... You want to you want to get the the guy under team control. I I I'm actually surprised teams don't take it a step further and maybe do like um, ten million dollars over three years because then then you know you got a guy locked up for three years and is it really that hard to trade a a three million dollar contract at the end of the day? Yeah, not really. But, you know, may- maybe agents don't want their clients to do that because they want them to hit free agency quicker. So that's why they do the, the two years guaranteed. So I think that's what's going to happen to Dennis Smith Jr. Some some team's just going to take a flyer on him and say, all right, see what you got. You want to stay in this league? Well, you better play your fanny off. What team would want him, though? The Magic? The Magic should just take every, like, screwed-up lottery pick, and, uh, like, they should they should get Jabari Parker on their team. Because who do they have? They, have? they already have Mo Bamba. They have Wendell Carter Jr. They should just do a team of former lottery picks who have just underperformed because one of them one of them's bound to break out right might as well do a little experimenting right so yeah maybe the magic are like all right oh they have markel fultz as well my god i forgot about him markel fultz dennis smith jr backcourt i love it let's make it happen got mo wagner at the at the five I know he wasn't a lottery pick, but he was a first-rounder. That would be fun. Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Rockets. The Rockets literally have no one. The Rockets should do that. Just just sign Anthony Bennett. You never know. You never know. Is Anthony Bennett even on a team right now? Like I know he's on the NBA, but is he playing overseas, or did he just give up? Which is sad because he's probably... Uh, let's move on to the next team. It's the Orlando Magic. Now, there's no restricted free agents this summer. The next couple uh, coming up are in 2022, and it will be Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, let's hold off on them for now. So we'll, we'll skip the Magic. Let's do the the Cavs. They have Jared Allen. They just acquired him. Um, I mean, the Cavs can't really get jack squat for free agents. Allen was a... He's a capable starting center. More than capable, I'd say. I think he needs to get at least what Clint Capella is making. Does he deserve that? Eh, Perhaps not. But that's what his agent is going to uh, point out when they're at the negotiating table. He's going to be like, hey, Clint Capella, starting center, very effective in the playoffs, doesn't shoot threes. 
That's what my client is. The only thing is he's not in the playoffs right now. But he should be making the same money he makes. That's how negotiating works. At least that's how I think it works. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's going to get probably a similar contract to what I said with Gary Trent. That does seem high. Maybe like $70 million over four years, Jared Allen. Let's say that. 70, that's my guess, 70 over four years. We'll revisit it in September to see if I'm right. Um, now let's do the last team here, the Chicago Bulls. Laurie Marketing. This guy's been on the trade market for the last two years. Uh, the rumor mill is saying we're going to get a sign-and-trade. Maybe it's for Lonzo. Maybe it's for someone else. Let's not speculate on that just yet. Let's try and guess what kind of contract Lori will get next year. Quite truthfully, I think $20 million a year is too high. I think $10 million a year is too low. I'm going to guess around 15 to $18 million a year. So, hey, similar to what Jared Allen and Gary Trent get. So maybe like $70 million over four years. Uh, you know what? Let's average it out. Let's say it's $60.5 million a year. 16.5 times 4 is $66 million. So... Let's uh, let's say that. Or you know, how about this, guys? How about in the comments? I know no one, no one's really listening to this. But if any, if any of you two guys out there listening to this want to participate in a little discussion, let's let's figure out who do you think will get the most guaranteed money or the biggest contract this off season? Will it be Laurie Marketing, Gary Trent Jr., or Jared Allen? What do you guys think? I think it will be Jared Allen. That's my guess. That's my guess. <laughs> These guys are literally just walking in the middle of the street right now. Like it, it's it's kind of a busy street too. It's a, it's two lanes on each side, and they they're literally just walking across the street in the middle of traffic. Ugh. <sighs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think marketing he can become like a Gallo type of player. Probably not as physical. I mean, Gallo's not the most physical guy, but he can hold his own. Laurie, he's got to bulk up a little. He's got to, uh, he's got to get into the weight room. He's got to get the dumbbells. Get a little muscular, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think I think the Bulls will do a sign-and-trade uh, $66 million over four years. That's my guess. All right. Let's do the movie of the week. The movie of the week is Alligator. Alligator from 1980, starring Robert Forster, who just passed away last year. Um, rest in peace good actor 
also stars the mom from Brink, the uh, the principal from Carrie. He was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's the guy who kept saying, uh, I want my cigarettes. I need my cigarettes. I can't believe I forgot his name already. It's like a C-H. begins with a C-H. I just I, I just did that movie for my other podcast. I have another podcast, believe it or not. It's called the Top 250 Podcast. I do uh, all the movies in the IMDb Top 250. Um, a little inconsistent with the episodes, but I'm around episode 23 right now. We already did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And uh, yeah, I have a lot more to go. Make it uh make it there eventually, hopefully by twenty forty. We'll see. <laughs> um Alligator though. Who all you know who was in this movie? The uh the guy in the courtroom scene from Godfather Two. He uh he replaced another character from the first Godfather movie because I think his he wanted too much money for the sequel, so they just recasted him with this guy. This is awful. I should have the names in front of me. But he was, uh... He was in Godfather 2. The, uh, the guy who wrote this movie... I can't pronounce his name. It's John Sales? Sales? S-A-Y-L-E-S? He actually wrote the original Piranha movie, which came out a couple years before this. And uh, he went on to have a a pretty good independent film career. He's still alive. He uh, he did a couple of interesting movies. Um, one I'd like to point out is called City of Hope. If you guys want to check out a, a good uh, city drama. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of The Wire. Like The Wire in the early 90s. City of Hope is the name of the movie. It's like it's so obviously New York in the movie, but they don't call it New York, probably for like legal reasons. Alligator, Allig- I w- uh, I'm gonna be honest. I was disappointed by Alligator. I was. I love alligators. <laughs> I. I I went to Miami with my dad. And immediately, the first thing on my mind was, hey, are we close to the Everglades? I want to see alligators. And I did. I saw I saw a bunch of alligators in the Everglades. My wife is from Florida. We went on a gator tour a few years ago. I uh, actually got to hold a baby turtle. And as I was Snapchatting it, holding it in my hand, uh, it walked off my fingertips and <laughs> fell to the ground <laughs> and probably got brain damage so i'm an asshole but alligator <laughs> sorry i'm getting sidetracked i was disappointed i i i felt like the biggest problem with this movie is it had one foot in one foot out it didn't know whether it wanted to be like a serious Movie dealing realistically with um, an alligator on the loose in the sewers and uh, popping up into 
the city, or if it just wanted to be over the top and cheesy. It had kind of both, honestly. Um, so basically, it's like this little girl. She has a pet alligator, and she flushes it down the toilet when she's a kid. 20 years later, the alligator gets big. Um, it becomes huge. It becomes really big because the... Uh, the vet, the veterinarian clinic nearby is giving human growth hormones to their pets. And um, the ones that die, they just throw in the sewer. So the alligator's eating those, and, you know, then basically that means that the alligator's getting human growth hormones. So you got a big-ass alligator. And it is killing people around the city. We got... Detective Robert Forster going around like, ah, what's going on here? There's a murderer on the loose. And then they go in the sewers and they're like, ah, there's no damn murderer. There's a goddamn alligator in here. And then the alligator comes out of the sewer. And it's kind of cool that they use all practical effects. They, they used a real alligator, basically, and they scaled it so that you know, they had, like, a, a small car in the street, and they put next to, like, a real-life big-ass alligator. And it looked like the alligator was even bigger than it was. Even though it's probably, like, a huge alligator in real life, and if I were to see it, I'd freak the hell out. Remember that that alligator video uh, on the golf course years ago, and people were debating whether it was fake or not because the alligator was so big? That that was actually scarier than this movie, I think. Not that this movie was trying to be scary. Maybe it was. It wasn't that scary. It was, uh, you know, cheesy. The detective scenes were a little boring. Eventually, the little girl who let the alligator loose uh, returns years later and she starts fooling around with Robert Forster. There's uh, there's like an alligator expert that just shows up in the middle of the movie and uh, basically completely pointless. He just ends up getting eaten like within like 10 minutes of him showing up. It really adds nothing to the movie whatsoever. There's a couple of cool death scenes there's a there's a little kid that that gets in this movie i'll say that that was a little brutal you don't see that too often in movies especially since like we didn't see eh, i guess there were a bunch of deaths but you know anytime a, a a little kid dies brutal brutal um yeah and then the end we get the alligator, basically at, like, a ritzy party. I know, I'm spoiling the movie, but, um, this, this... Alligators are slow. Like, I, I don't care how big it is, it's still slow. And there's all these people crowded at a party around a pool. This alligator just manages to kill, like, ten different people. It's like, I can understand maybe one or two tops, but... All these people should have been able to run away and get out of that location. Like, even if they got, like, a 30-second start time, I, th I think only one to two people 
should have been killed. But this alligator, he just manages to get like 10 different people. He's also, he's tail whipping people. I don't think alligators really tail whip that much. <laughs> but his, his tail is just whipping people like across the lawn. It's like, do they do that? I don't think, that, I don't think that's really a, a thing. I mean, I know they can wag their tail, whip it, whatever, but they don't send people flying. It's not what they do. Maybe uh, it's been a while since I watched Animal Planet. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Some cool scenes, like I said. Um, I I'm still gonna give it the Alice rating. It could have been much worse, but I I I feel let down. Because I I usually like these creature features of uh, giant creatures killing people off. Um, even one of my favorite movies. You're going to think I'm a complete psycho. Is Frogs. Frogs from 1972. There's just something about that movie. It's just so bizarre and weird. This rich guy, he's, I think he's putting, like, pesticides out or something on his lawn, like, to try and get, like, insects, like, all kinds of animals away from his lawn. And it just pisses off every single animal, mammal, insect, reptile in the whole forest. <laughs> and slowly but surely, like, guests just wander off into the woods and they get killed. Like, they'll get killed by spiders, even, like, tarantulas, even though, like, there's not really any tarantulas in Florida. They'll, I think another scene, there's, like, <laughs> there's, like, an iguana who knocks over, like, a jar of ammonia and it lands on someone. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. Sam Elliott's in it. And uh, for you ladies out there, he is shirtless in it. Ooh. Um, or guys, or guys. Um, yeah, I'll get, I'm, get, I'm gonna give it the tier three Alice rating. I recommend it. It's a lot better than those crappy sci-fi movies. Let me tell you, although those can be fun sometimes. Those can be fun. I remember back when I used to have a few pops in college. We used to just put on the sci-fi channel to get a laugh. Sometimes, you know, you come home from a party, like two or three in the morning. You didn't meet any girls, so kind of bummed out. So you just hang back and put on the sci-fi channel and laugh with your buddies who also didn't meet any girls. That's kind of the way it goes. All right, so we're going to do... Uh, an alligator-themed mix, even though I really know one hip-hop song with uh, the word alligator in it. So we're just going to play a bunch of tracks from uh, the album that this is on. So thank you for tuning in. I think I'm going to have a guest next week. Looking forward to having them. Uh, oh, now these guys are fighting outside. Not like real fighting. They're, I think they're just drunk. What are they doing? These these guys just get bombed at like 4 p.m. 
All right. See you next week, guys. Yes, you have met the dangerous 208-year-old uncle of Dr. Octagon. I myself, Mr. Gerbic, half shark, half man, skin like alligator, carrying a dead walrus. Check it. With my white eyes, gray hair, faces sky blue, yellow sirens react. My skin is colored lilac. My skin turned orange and green in the limousine. People think I'm mixed with sharks, drinking gasoline. Underwater, I breathe religious on my sleeve. Walking down Hollywood Boulevard, look for credit card. Three alligators behind me fill my skin is hard. Transvestites and people watch space parasites. I left his head in the store, legs in the street, body on Wilcox with blood dripping off my feet. LAPD through gray clouds couldn't see me. I first turned rainbow, closed my eyes, watched my brain glow. People got scared and ran away. They think I'm weird. I was born this way. Half shark alligator. Is he weird? Half shark alligator, half man. My vomit fluctuates, cover your skull like protoplasm Lightning bugs turn pink, on my tongue catch a spasm Green elephants, I'll battle streets with a zebra My mechanism is more than the psychic voodoo African bees, snake skins, cobra spit through you My medical passes, you can't see, with 3D glasses Carbon dioxide, polarized through with gases My description, dinosaur, I was made half shark, half man My skin is like razor blade, 707, Mr. Gerbic Verbally, no one changed my thoughts, animals fly from Philly my appetite's more big, it's time for willabies. Adjust my skulls. Seven eyes switch hydraulics, turtles and shrimps. Smack gorillas, make them limp. Half shark alligator, man. Half shark alligator, half man.
Dr. Octagon, paramedic focus on the East for priests. My anesthetics prescribe a certain fertilizer. Homegrown, computer-wise on the microphone. Utilizing tracks inverted by a mimico. How typical for a SpaceX intercourse. You get lost and memorized to the Enterprise. Scotty the captain, Mr. Spock keeps rapping. 4212, the ship moves at warp speed. Dynamic 7, navigation on the compass. Moving in crystals, operating light speed. I see the plan. They're growing. Cyber analog through virtual reality Different colors of earth, rocks, and variety Medical equal with helmets on the space people Galactica 8, the verdict can't demonstrate You be confused and disobeying planet rules Biochemistry with stars for publicity Megasonic base with data chips in your face Nuclear lindrums that bang hard on dark tracks Reacting reverb, conscious spots on your nerve I'll take a break like James Brown to the bridge X-ray, you see skeletons fly north on the next day. We get passes covered with the oxalate gases. Return. Here's George Jetson. Back with intriguing positive minerals. You enter the center, searching radiant random with no condom. No rubbers will reach the testicles and affect them. By animal means, I'm in your spectrum. As I walk through the garden of orange tomatoes, I see blue flowers.
room four five. My over compressed thoughts and ways make you get live. You are the patient and I, your black doctor. Medical bill, insurance, cast in the ceiling. The oxalin fingerprints here ever since. I got my white suit pressed out the cleaners. X-ray shades with hard shoes and some razor blades. Who's the brother that's sick and need the operation? Bullets removed from your head. Grand Central Station. I got the cut off your ear first behind your neck. Rip out your stomach and open rectum to dissect. Shine the light inside, roaches crawling in your throat. I don't have tools, my hammer's gone, my drill is broke. I'm the doctor, you wait on the waiting list. Patients been here since this morning, I dismiss. I'm the doctor, you wait on the waiting list. Patients been here since this morning, I dismiss. Watching people vomit green, my potent, my lizard pills. My office in Burbank, I hide the bodies in Beverly Hills. Seeking Kimball's and bits, a girl with small tits. Talking to herself, her dog and having rabbit fits. Green fly soup is on the way from the kitchen troop. Looking at TV, tuberculosis on the window post. Ten dead dogs, a brown fox, and a comatose. With no rats, I put more needles in the kneecaps. Some primitive screws in mine, yes, and perhaps. A little sprig of Clorox in their vocal box and Pepto-Bismol, Pepsi-Cola, pack of pop rocks. Mixing all together with bugs to change the weather. You be coughing blue with eyes like Mr. Magoo. Straight up cartoon, you're bound to fall out real soon. I'm the doctor, you wait on the waiting list. Patients been here since this morning, I dismiss. I'm the doctor, you wait on the waiting list. Patients been here since this morning, I dismiss. As you come in and bright, you ride the orange ambulance, looking windows of hell, see the mental patients dance. Doing six and seven steps, latest yells dance, upside down side, the wall flying through the hall. Mr. B's of yellow bees and files in your face, you out there with bumps caught up with an acne case. Plastic surgery, your lawyer now refer to me Giving you sketches and squizzed pictures of the gill man What's the matter, are you happy? Now you're ill man Standing back, you choose a ticket My spiritual laws of vitamins will turn your face wicked You invited to ride the glide to your homicide I'm the doctor You wait on the waiting list Patients been here since this morning, I dismiss I'm the doctor you wait on the waiting list. Patients been here since this morning. I dismiss.